Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Suave Talk presented by Bomb Chevy and Buick in Clinton, Illinois. If you get a truck today at Bomb Chevy and Buick, you get a lifetime subscription to Flow Racing and DirtOnDirt.com. So quite the deal. Go check them out there in Clinton, Illinois, just north right there in 51 of Macon Speedway in between Bloomington and Macon. So go check them out. And joining me today on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline is, well, I mean, no introduction, really. I mean, everybody knows, I think on Dirt on Dirt, that I'm a huge fan of this guy. It's Kevin Weaver, the Flat Lane Flash, Prairie Dirt Classic Week, a tradition. I got to do the weave for one of the biggest races in the state of Illinois. Weave, you're ready to go this week, and I know it's a big-time event for Fairbury. How's uh, Kevin Weaver feeling, pr- feeling Prairie Dirt Classic Week? I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, uh we got two rocket cars. Um, one's older, one's newer. I run the, the older car last week with a few changes, and it seemed like it worked good. So we're going to get those changes over to the new car, and the newer car's got the, the better motor in it. I think both cars seem pretty much the same. So uh, uh, like I say, the work goes on. It never stops. I don't think they're ever ready till they're loaded. So um, I can feel this heat wave coming into Fairbury this week, and I know it's like getting the high 90s uh, – maybe a hundred heat index. How are you going to stay cool? I mean, I, I'm probably going to have to have a few more bush lattes to stay cool, but how's a driver like yourself going to stay uh, cool and hydrated? It's going to be hot. Yeah, it's going to be hot. Maybe a little unusual for uh, be that hot for the Prairie Dirt Classic, but um, it's been a pretty hot summer anyway, so kind of getting used to it. So uh, just drink a lot of water. Yeah. And, uh, like you said, we haven't really had this for the Prairie Dirt. It seems like the last couple of years, especially, people have been wearing sweatshirts at night. It's only been like, you know, low 80s during the day. Uh, how's the track going to hold up? I I feel like they've added more moisture into the track as the season went on compared to like the beginning of the year. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think they've been getting a little bit more handle on it. I don't know if they're, you know, I don't know if there's something in the water. I don't know, but um I think it's just about preparation. You know, it's so dry. I think they just got to put water on it every dang day to try to keep moisture in the track. And I'm sure they're uh, they're probably doing that. So this event's been going on for 30 plus years. I'm sure you probably, you know, entered pretty much all of them. What's your fondest memory of the Prairie Dirt Classic? Uh, I know you won it the second year running, but do you remember that much of that, I guess? I should ask first. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I've had a lot of races since then, that's for sure. But uh back then you know the frederick classic may have been just like a summer national race it just started it wasn't wasn't like a lot of hype and stuff so um but to be be listed there as a you know winning the frederick classic the second year is awesome and um you know competition is always competition it just gets tougher every year and uh you know never give up try to win another one so uh we're going back and and hopefully uh things go our way and we can uh knock off a win yeah was there any race in particular i guess that you felt like after the night was over with like damn we should have won our second prairie dirt was there a year or time you're like man we are so damn close maybe bob pierce outrun us by a little bit there's gotta be one where you're like i was so so damn close i just couldn't get her done i don't know i mean you know me you've asked questions like this before i'd have to research it you know uh, well I mean, we can get todd turner on the line for you he'll, he'll probably know yeah, I miss old Todd. He 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 would help me out, fill me in. But you know, obviously, uh, you're never going to forget the Eldora run second. So, um, you know, the World 100 deal. But um, 
the Predator Classic. I mean, it's 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 you know, Fairbury's Fairbury. It's a tough racetrack. Even though you know I run there weekly, there's always a uh, you know somebody there that's you know just hits a setup right or you know, and sometimes you know going to a racetrack you don't usually go to, you do different stuff and 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 it, and it works. You know, sometimes you get in a rut. You know, if you run the same racetracks like we do every week. You feel like you're good enough to win, and then you go there, and, and there's always somebody else that's uh, maybe a little quicker. So, yeah, it's, yeah. go ahead. It just it just revolves all the time on this racing. You know, you just that's what makes people do it for forty plus years, I guess. All right, so you're sixty. Um, I feel like you could still put on some good laps. You qualify well for the most part. You ran, you run good at heat races. It's shown this year. You've got a feature win. Is there like at the light at the end of the tunnel though, or what's Kevin Weaver going to do post racing, or would you do something in racing if you weren't going to be a driver? I mean, I hope I hope that works out to, to where I can do something like that. Um, you know, my my love of racing must be pretty deep because I've done it for so long. I've my reputation, you know, most generally is pretty good. I'm sure I've pissed off one or two people out there in this world, but. Um, overall, I try to help out anybody needs help. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. I like talking to people. Maybe something will arise where I can stay involved with with racing in some form, or I could try to make a living and and uh, still do what I love to do. Well, then you could be like Billy Boyer. He's got a few years on you. He's still out there running. So you got a few years left in you, I think. B twelve. Well, you never you never know when you're going to quit. I mean, there's times. Uh, I think it's about that time. Um, um, I feel like, you know, I feel like the driving is still, you know, I still feel like I do a pretty good job there. Obviously, I'm probably not a a, a wheel man like, uh, you know, I used to be. But I feel like if a car's good, um, I can still get around the racetrack pretty good. Um, it's just the, the, the work is getting harder, uh, you know, to keep up with, you know, everything that, transpires in this sport because like i say it changes constantly yeah and just i mean i was gonna ask you like just the biggest difference for maybe in like the 90s early 2000s what it is today because i feel like like you just alluded to it's just so much technology it's changing all the time like you really gotta gotta be on top of your game i feel like in dirt late model racing i feel like that's maybe why some people maybe like okay we're not going to go race late model racing it's getting expensive we'll go run some crates and i think you're really maybe starting to see that at the local level, uh, but it is very a difficult sport right now. And you're kind of one of the last dying breeds. that's kind of doing it all on their own. I know you got great car owner and sponsors, but it's, it's very tough out there, especially a guy like you that has volunteer help and other guys like the full-time guys have three or four full-time workers. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, back in the day, if you had a car that was, you know, a really good car, you could go from one racetrack to another and just crank a little left rear in it, you know, or, you know, change of spring and you was pretty good. You know, you, it was a lot of driver, you know, and the cars were, I don't know, the cars were the cars. But today I'm telling you, I mean, Shannon Babb told me five years ago that, oh, I said, you could put a puck in the right front and you could go from first to last. And I looked at him, I said, oh, you're nuts. But I'm telling you, as time has went on these last five years, you know, I agree, you know, with the same comment that he made with these cars that we're running today. They're extremely fast, but they can be extremely slow. What, what I mean, slow is like, you know, you'd be off a couple of tents and hell, you're getting lapped. So um, a small changes anymore make 
that's like making big changes, you know, um, it just, it's just a tough sport. I mean, it's hard to keep up with everything. Um, but we try, try to, still, you know, try to, is it still fun ahead. though for you? Is it like still fun that, you know, you're trying and like you said, back in the day, you could just go to each track and you're like, okay, this car is going to be good. Then like you said, you're fast before a yellow yellow comes out. You're like, okay, I'm gaining some ground here. Then the next five laps, you're just, you know, have to pull off maybe because you, you're just out to launch it. I mean, it's gotta be difficult. I feel like sometimes for drivers. Yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, uh, you know, we, we battle track conditions the whole time. I mean, you know, we're racing on dirt. So track conditions, you know, um, you know, tire conditions, uh, you know, crumbs on the racetrack can affect how the, the, the tires heat up and go away or, or you're, or you're forced to run the top for a few laps just because of double fire restarts today. And, uh, you know, you just, there's so much involvement that has changed in racing that has made it harder for the average guy. I mean, like I say, uh, the competition is it's, it's still strong as it ever has been on all these big shows. I mean, you got the best of the best to come in and uh, you just really got to be on your game plan. I mean, just because you ran good last week, don't mean you're going to run good this week with these cars. Um, you know, you and you see it, you know, but we're taking our best piece. We're taking a Mullins motor, which is the most horsepower motor we got. Uh, the, the best car we got, the newest car, uh, and, you know, see what we see what we can do. I think you're going to get a big-time dub this weekend. Prelim, I'm going to go. You're going to go out there. I'll be waving with you on the backstretch, giving you some signs, too. You know, we're not allowed at the outlaw races, but I'll see if I can, you know, sneak some uh, signals for you. Yeah, you can take your hat, do something with your hat. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, be, uh, yeah, I mean, I you know, I, it's, you know, it's a World of Outlaw event, so I guess uh, – no cones or anything like that, but I guess you can still use your hands, I guess. Yeah, I'll get I'll I'll make sure you see me there on the back stretch. Uh what does Fairberry mean to Kevin Weaver? I know you've raced there a long time, but just be honest with me, what does Fairberry, you know, formerly American Legion Speedway mean to the B twelve uh flat lane flash Kevin Weaver? Well, it means a lot. I mean, uh just from where, you know, winning the most races of anybody in the history of Fairberry is something I, I didn't think I'd ever accomplish. Um, so I'm kind of in the record books for now. There's always somebody, has, you know, like Roger Long told me one time, he says, records are kept to be broke, you know. Right. And uh, obviously that somebody will probably break my record. So, um, but, you know, with Farmer City Fairway, the two tracks are 20 miles either direction. Um, they both mean a lot to me. It's, it's just hometown tracks you know and and fairbury is you know is um you know to me it's no different than like the world 100 you know it's a it's an important biggest race of the year for us so uh and and and, and the whole state of illinois you know it's the most paying race that that i know of anyway all right so we're gonna have some new fans showing up for the first time popping their fairbury cherry uh, what's some piece of advice you can give from new fans? What to expect, you know, at the quarter mile bowl ring? Oh, I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't think there's anything better than a, a quarter mile bowl ring. I mean, for excitement, you know, it's a, you know, if you're going to Macon or 
you know, Farmer City or Fairbury. I mean, it's uh, there's always excitement somewhere on that track. And if it's uh, running first or second or running fifth or sixth or running last, I mean, Fairbury is an action track. Um, and I'm sure they're going to have an action track come Friday and Saturday. So um, just look around because there's there's something happening out there in the racetrack that is uh, exciting at Fairbury. And just the atmosphere. I know I will always be a homer. People always give me crap, but it really is unmatched anywhere in the country. Obviously, the World 100, that, that vibe's awesome there too. But campgrounds are so far back there. You're like a mile away from the track at some parts of it. It's just so compacted, campers everywhere, golf carts everywhere. Like it's it's pretty wild and it gets it gets pretty uh bonkers there, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, uh I was telling uh, Ricky Jowers from down in Louisiana last night, you know, he says like, you know, he said you he says, I want to come back up there, you know. He, and he wants to come this weekend, but I don't know if he's gonna make it or not. But like he said, man, you step out of the truck. He says the atmosphere is nothing but racing. He said, You feel it. And I tell them, you know, it's just like um, a lot of times I don't get to go watch races because I am racing. But I did go to to Pennsboro and and Pennsboro really give you that that feeling and atmosphere, you know, with the campfires and, you know, just pulling into that joint. It's like, man, there is a race. And you go to other places and you're thinking, oh, what's going on here tonight? Well, you go to Fairbury, these big races, you know what the hell is going on because you know there's a race you could just feel it and just like the town support too just feel like yeah like all the signs welcoming the you know the racers and fans it's a big business boom this weekend too for like the casey's dave supermarket it's a, it's a big deal yeah yeah sure is i mean uh it's a benefit to the to the community for sure even even the people that's coming through here you know i watch the semis go by here going to fairbury so you know they're they're stopping here for food or you know it's it's good for the whole the whole state really because you're bringing in a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. So we had an epic race this past weekend at Houston. Two Illinois guys were duking it out: Brandon Shepard and Bobby Pierce. From your just professional uh, analysis, analyst eyes, how I mean, those two are damn special, and to have those guys in our neck of the woods to see them grow up like you have, I mean, they're pretty solid, and they're gonna they're gonna be in the sport for a long time. I hope. Oh, I agree. I mean, I've, I've said it for years, you know, um, I feel like Bobby Pierce is an exceptional driver. He's one of the few out there that can do what he can do, you know, and um, very impressive. And, and he has been for, you know, more than a year or two. I mean, he impressed me, he impressed me when he was freaking 14 or 15, you know. Um, but now what he can do with a car is, is you know, it's nothing shy of, you know, we all watch Kyle Larson and see what he can do in a, in a dirt car, and he ain't in one very much. And I feel like that guy is incredibly good for for the, what he does in a late model and being not that many races in a late model. So um, we know how talented that guy is. And I, I rank Bobby Pierce right up there, you know, with that guy. Um as being as talented as he is in everything that he does. So I don't know. I, I just, uh, Brandon Shepard, oh, you know, Mark Richards taught him well. And he, and, 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 and being a good racer, even before he went to Mark Richards, but Mark told him, you know, has taught him how to 
manage a car. And then that's why, you know, that's, and he's got, he has the resources, the talents to win, you know, a race like he did this, this weekend. And I didn't race Saturday night. So, you know, I, I sat there and, and watched it on flow and looked like a pretty good race. Do you as drivers like take pride with like the other lane of Lincoln drivers? Obviously I always say like, we're the late model state. We know we're the best. A lot of fans yeah. kind of argue and stuff. Like, do you, you think it's pretty cool though? And, like Sheppy goes out there and wins national championships or Babs won a few dirt tracks. You're like, Hey, we race these guys every Saturday night. It's pretty cool when they can go out and travel and, you know, bring home a trophy for us as a whole for the state of Illinois. Well, you got to remember, I'm, I'm just a little older than they are. So I was True. racing against, yeah. So I was their racing dads, against probably their dads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then their kids started racing, you know, so uh, I've seen pretty soon it's going to be grandkids. Oh Yeah. I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> you never know. But it is but it is pretty neat to uh to know that, you know, um Stevie Shepherd's got Brandon Shepherd out there and um and Stevie was good. Just times have changed, you know, and 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 Brandon's had opportunities. So um you know, Bobby Pierce, I mean, his dad was good. I mean, I, I sit up in the stands like you did and watch Bobby Pierce out there. And uh, and he done things with a race car that I didn't think was possible when I was a kid. And then, you know, started racing with him and I seen how good he was. So um, it's no surprise that his kid is uh, every bit as good or maybe a little bit better for the era that we're in now. People don't realize how popular Bob Pierce was either in like the whole nation of late model racing. It just felt like he was always a guy that after the races, fans could go up and talk to. He's very, obviously, you know, he's very talkable. He'll, he has stories for days. And that guy remembers every freaking detail of every single race. <laughs> yeah. Bob was, uh, yeah, he just an awesome driver. I mean, he laid it out on the line every time he went out there and he was, uh, a guy you wanted to root for because he was winning races just like Bobby is today. You know, Bobby takes chances to, to, to win races. And Bob was the same way. I mean, I, I seen him knock the wall down many a times trying to win a race and be running second. He does not, you know, Bob never settled for second. You know, he was going to try to win at all costs. And that's what made him exciting and, and, and a crowd pleaser and, you can go down and and have a bush beer with him. I've asked you a million questions in my lifetime from when I was like probably three or four. <laughs> hey, Kevin, can I have an autograph to now? Hey, are you going to continue to race? We need you out on the racetrack. So there's been a lot of questions in between those times, but I don't think I've ever asked you this. What was like your first in your mind, your coming out moment where you're like, okay, I think I can do this full time. I like doing this. I'm decent at it. Let's just, you know, go all in on the thing and say, I can make this a professional. Was there anything that stuck out to you in your career? Well, of course, I don't know. I mean, you know, we won championships at Farmer City and, and, and Danville, a few, and then, you know, Fairbury. That was a feather in your hat, you know, thinking that, you know, if you're winning championships, you're good enough to, to go on the road a little bit more. And then I guess the, the race that probably stood out was maybe – you know, going to Eldora and I don't know, I started on a pole, the heat race, and me and Conley kind of got into a little spaffle there and I got spun out. 
And then we come around there, and, and that's probably the most things that people recognized at that time was Kevin Weaver just got screwed on this start, and they're putting him to the back. And when all the beer cans and coolers and everything littered the racetrack on the front straightaway, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I, I've got crowd support now, you know, so, <laughs> uh, and, and, and you need that, you know, to, to, to work your way up because crowd support it, it could lead to sponsors. And, and I guess at that moment there, I, I felt like, you know, um, we were starting on a pull of the heat. We kind of got jacked around here. Um, I, th I think we can do this. Then, like history uh, proved you right because you got into the Hall of Fame. Uh, how special is that? I got to induct you, so that was awesome too. Yeah, I, that's good. I mean, uh, um, I don't know. Somebody's got to go in there. I guess you know you. So, they must have been running out of options that year. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> but being 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 a traveler at that particular time, you know, in that era. You know, we, we went to a lot of different racetracks. I mean, I drove for Terry Eglin for a couple of years. And, you know, so I ventured into, into Kentucky, Tennessee a little bit more, Indiana a little bit more with, with that operation. Um, so we put in a lot of dues. And and believe me, I mean, I raced a lot. You know, uh, you know, we was racing even, even back then. I mean, um, there was races with summer nationals going on. Um, you know, we, we average anywhere from 65 to 90 shows a year. Um, and back then, I mean, you had to, you had to, you know, drive quite a distance to get them that many races in. So, um, racing makes you better. And that's, that's what we did. And, um, and I think that's to contribute to a lot of good racers today. They race a lot, um, I guess that's where I'm going with that, I guess. So, obviously, I'm local favorite at Fairbury. Who are other, some other guys that can step up this weekend? And, you know, the guys that race their weekly, we can throw in Unzaker and Fager, uh, McKay Winger and Mike Smatola. There's probably a few others, but you think any of those guys can make some noise and be around there in the top five at the end? I mean, I think that place would be kind of rambunctious if that was the case. Oh, you know, you can't count out Opie. Um, unzicker. I mean, it, you know, every condition favors somebody, and then there's some people that the conditions doesn't affect as much. But if the conditions are right, um, that unzicker can run the bottom of the racetrack like I did 20 years ago. I mean, he could really run that racetrack really good on the bottom. Um, we know Opie McKay are exceptionally good, you know, on the cushion. So if they can get a good qualifying lap, uh, start up front, no doubt in my mind that that uh, they can run in the top five. Do you still sign popcorn boxes to this day? Do people still bring them in the pits? You know, there's not as many popcorn boxes as there used to be. I yeah. don't know if uh, I don't know if the people just ain't selling popcorn in boxes anymore or what. But uh, uh, of course, obviously, we got the hero cards now, so the kids, you know. Uh, you know, or collecting them, and uh, but the popcorn boxes, yeah, that was, you know, I signed a lot of popcorn boxes. Well, hey, you're the local icon there at the track. You've been there for a long time. Uh, 
just uh, some magical moments there. Uh, but no JD, though, so he can't give you a two this weekend. I don't think he's going to be uh, there. So, I don't know. If we ever have a false draw again, we need him there, I guess, to, you know, help you out a little bit. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, I still look at that checkup on the wall and, and think of that, that whole uh, – that whole deal, you know, it was just, that was a, that was a, a night to remember. I mean, uh, I guess you'd say that was a, a special deal for me, you know, to have a, another professional racer like JD, you know, give me, he basically give me the, the opportunity to shine at that race. And I was able to do it. So that was an awesome $10,000 win. Key to the, the key to the weekend for you is the qualifying lap. Well, actually, probably the draw is probably the key of the weekend, right? Where you're drawing. Um, I don't know. I, I'm sure it's going to be an A-B qualifying deal. Uh, Fairbury, the draw can make a big difference. You know, the track changes a bit. You know, I'm not saying that uh, an early number would be good. I'm not saying late number is going to be better. It just uh, depends, again, on track conditions. Um but how what's going on? I mean, obviously, I don't think we're going to get no damn rain. You know, uh, a few sprinkles yesterday, but I don't think there's no more forecast to no rain. So uh, uh, obviously, it's going to be a little uh, dry. But uh, I'm sure they're putting the laying the water to it to put on a good show. And uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. For like these two day shows, do you do you take your whole truck and trailer back to Gibson, or you just leave the trailer there? I never asked well, you this. Yeah, on that on this particular race here, we we take it up Thursday night, park it, where we at least hopefully get a good spot, and uh, then go back up there Friday, and we just leave it up there. All right, just making sure. If you want me to be security guard and make sure no one looks at your stuff, I, I got you. Yeah, might need it. Hell, <laughs> but it don't take us long to load up. We're, we've got a small rig, so. We're, uh, we're we're pretty quick at getting up, getting out of there. You know, we got to get home, get to bed. Yeah. Oh, Kev, if you make the show, <laughs> promise me if you make the show though through the heats or the prelims, so it's top four. You got to stay and have a beer with me. That you can promise me that. Yeah, I'll promise you that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, then my key to you is get a good qualifying lap and just hold on for dear life. Bang that cushion. It's only fun when you run the cushion. Oh yeah, I, I hear I hear that from. Uh, uh, a few people that I'm the best on the cushion. So we'll see what happens. All right, Kevin Weaver, this weekend, $50,000 on the line for the all-time wins leader at Fairbury Speedway. Uh, oh, also, you know, I showed you that hat yesterday. What do you think of it? You can be honest with me. People will be able to see it during the race this weekend. Yeah, I'll, I'll wear that hat. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. So I told all my friends we're going to start calling you K-Dub to make you sound younger. Yeah, I had somebody ask me the other day, he says, uh, that 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 Kessinger guy, he's got all kinds of different names for you. And I'm thinking, what? So this is, uh, you must have told somebody about this. Yeah, it's a, Well, it's the savvy veteran I've always called you because you're always going to be young to me. Mm. Uh, Fly Lane Flash, obviously, I mean, that's going to be historic. And then K-Dub now. So you're going to get a win, and we're going to be K-Dubbing all night long. So uh, good awesome. luck. Yeah, good luck this weekend. Uh, stay cool. I'm sure I'll come see you by your pit stall and uh, we'll have a good time here at the Prairie Dirt. All right. Bring me a beer because I usually don't take no beer with me. So I'll have plenty of bush latte for you when you when you make the show. Gotcha. Dialed in. All right. Sounds good.